0: is bittersweet toxicity welcome to episode 20 part 2 i'm your host vanessa as ever joined by patty and mark trigger warning for today's episode graphic content and violence he came home and said that we were done i i'm gonna apologize ahead of time serious trigger warnings i don't know why i'm like this I wanted to have a conversation about it. Why? I'm done. I know I'm done. But I wanted to have a conversation about it. I don't know why.
1: You wanted to have a conversation about it because you didn't want him to be the one telling you things were done. You yeah,
0: pretty why? much. That's a good good way to put it. So we were like back and forth through the house. And I just wanted to talk to him. Like, whatever. I think... I was like queen of the court, right, with my parchment. Brrr. Oh, these are all of the crimes that you have committed, and I am going to hold you responsible yes. for all. Like it was bananas. Yeah.
2: I, I, like- I, I, I'm getting the feeling that you're you're saying this is somewhat of a, 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 a quit. You can't quit. You're fired.
1: Right. Yeah. You're not gonna tell me we're done. I'm telling you we're done because you're the one that did all these things. You, like you have no reason to wanna to end things with me and I have a million reasons to wanna to end things with you.
2: Right, right. I got you, I right. Got you. So we're, we're, we're all clear on where we're at here. This is the, you, you can't quit your fire. Right. right.
0: <laughs> and he kept trying to get like away from me. He didn't wanna talk about it. So I just followed him from room to room cause I'm like a mad dog. And at one point he tried to get past me and I remember just grabbing his T-shirt and just saying, wait, stop. I just want to talk to you. It was just the sleeve of his shirt. Well, he pulled, right? So now I'm skidding down the hallway in my socks, holding on to his shirt, trying to get him to listen to me. Eventually, everything in the house calms down. He is sitting on the counter. I am not facing him. I have my side turned to him and I'm staring at the refrigerator. (laughs) I was talking. I don't think the refrigerator door was open. I don't remember. There is a lot about this last day that I do not remember. So none of it is going to be in a neat and tidy format. I said something to him about this girl that he had been seeing. I remember all I heard was a thud and I was startled. I turned to look And he was running at me. I didn't even really have time to be afraid. He had bowled up his shoulders. So his neck was down. His eyes were red. They were like burning red. His face was red. His cheeks were all sucked in. Because when he got angry, he sucked his cheeks in. His cheeks were sucked in. And he was running at me. He picked me up. By grabbing, putting his hands on my biceps. He picked me up by my biceps. I remember hitting the stove because the dials like hit me in the back. I don't remember hitting the refrigerator, but I did because the refrigerator was like crooked. So he threw me into the stove. He threw me into the refrigerator. He threw me onto the floor of the living room. This is an old school trailer. So all it has is a thin layer of the cheapest carpet and plywood underneath. He grabbed a fistful of my hair and slammed my head into the floor five times and then started choking me. Now I'm scared. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, literally screaming for my life, hoping to God one of the neighbors can hear me screaming help me help me somebody help me and then he started choking me and I am reacting by trying to get to like I've slid my hands up I'm trying to put my fingers in his pressure points under his armpits uh, then I start choking him I'm not strong enough I don't know how to fight from this prone position I try to get my legs in between us because my legs are stronger and I thought if I could like at my knees in between us, I could kick him off of me. I mean, probably within 30 to 45 seconds, I was out. I was unconscious. I don't remember the rest. At one point, I was on the couch, and I came to with him slapping me across the face, saying, hey, hey. And I couldn't remember what we were doing. I couldn't remember what was happening, and I asked him, I don't understand. I don't know what's happening right now. And he wouldn't answer me. And I said, no, I really don't understand. I don't know what's going on. You know, change scene, whatever. I'm on my hands and knees in the living room, crawling across the floor with my hair in my face, telling him that I have the worst headache of my life. My head hurts so bad. I don't know why my head hurts so bad. And I remember... Him handing me a glass of water and I think Advil. I don't remember taking it, but I remember seeing the water. I don't remember a lot of this. I really don't remember. I guess I must have gotten up and finished packing. Or maybe he did it. I don't know. Because when I walked out the front door... All of my car doors were open and my hatch was open and all of my stuff was in there, but I don't remember packing it. And as I walked out the door, he actually hugged me and kissed me. And I remember just standing there frozen. And he said to me, I think this was really good. I think this is really good that this happened. And I didn't say anything. I, don't, I do not think this is good. I think I have trauma now. I don't even know what happened. I can't re- put the pieces of my day together. I don't know what just happened. I don't remember what we were doing. I have just gaps everywhere. And I think it was, I could just picture him knocking me out and then standing over me almost like, oh, I wonder if she's dead and just staring at me and then proceeding to plan the rest of his day to go be with this new girl that he decided to be in a relationship with and not caring. What if I were dead on that trailer floor and he would have just left me there and packed up all his stuff and just been like, well, whatever. Bye. I drove out of town and I think I had a headlight or a tail light out i got pulled over by the police and i started crying right Right. away and told them everything that had happened and they had me follow them back to the station i didn't know that new york was a state where i said i don't want to press charges and they they told me you don't have a choice
2: they're mandatory reporters once they've been told They have to file paperwork. Uh, The reality is you could have left. You were not being charged unless they wanted to be dicks about the car. Uh, You could have left, but they are required to to do a statement. And if you're not there, that makes it difficult for them. So they kind of leaned on you to make you come. You, you, if you had insisted, insisted, you probably could have gotten out of it. But it doesn't sound like you were in any state to be arguing with the cops. So no, you along with them, and you went to the station. So right. Yeah, okay. but I get it. It's the same thing with like uh, like teachers. Like if a child comes to a teacher and says their parents are abusing them, you can't blow it off. Even if you don't believe them, you still have to treat every single one of those things as something that you believe, and you have to file the paperwork. It's just the way right. the law works nowadays. Like, because a lot of times people would just be like, oh, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I didn't think she was going to die. I didn't think she was going to, you know what I mean? And nowadays they're like, you hear something, paperwork. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know.
0: And I will to I will You're tell right. you that the yeah. police officer was an absolute dickhead. It was the tiniest station I've ever been in, two rooms. I got taken into the back with all of the officers where they took most of my clothes off to examine me for all the bruises and stuff it was very uncomfortable so they took me and there was a female officer present but there was also like three or four officers it was so uncomfortable i felt like an animal at a zoo and then i got taken out to the front where i'm talking to this officer who basically said that it was my fault Well, why would you grab him? Why would you grab his shirt? Why would you instigate this? Do you even know who you were with? He's got a rap sheet longer than than I am tall. Listen, I've Google searched since then. I've never seen a rap sheet or a mugshot or a criminal record of any kind. And that stuff lives lives forever. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I'm telling him what happened. And he said, we're going to go get him. And I panic. I'm sorry. I just got my ass handed to me. I don't even remember most of the day. You're going to go get him and I'm in a two room shed and he's going to have to walk past me. No, thank you. I'm all set. So I stood up and I said, I've got to get the fuck out of here. That officer stood over me and said, ma'am, you're going to sit your ass back down again. You're not going anywhere. Because if I go to that house and I find him with a shank in his neck and i let you go are you kidding me right now look at how you're acting you're acting guilty you sit back down again so i will tell you Uh, i'm not a fan
2: of the police yeah you got dragged i I can totally see you got you know the left hand of cya dragged you here and the right hand of cya kept you here like you you know uh, yeah it's uh you know the the whole uh uh you know Now that you've said something, you're our first suspect. Right.
0: So they went by the trailer and thankfully he was gone. But that's why I say when you have multiple times told me, Mark, it's so scary to me how easily you could have wound up a body in a carpet. You were not joking because he was out of that trailer so fast. He barely took anything, just clothes. Mm -hmm. And that was it. He left so much other stuff behind. He made feet so fast for that door that he really could have just stood over me. And if I was dead, shrugged it off and been like, oh, well, whatever. I called my mom from the police station. Remember, we're ostracized from each other. Mm. There was no sympathy. She said, I cannot believe you're calling me with this. I told you something like this was gonna happen. So the next call I make was to Patty because eventually I just hung up on my mom. Like, I can't deal with this right now. I didn't know this was gonna happen. I mean, I knew he was mad. I knew he was dangerous, but I didn't know.
1: Even if you did, she's your mom. She shouldn't have acted that way.
2: No. No, so I- I'm curious as to a question, but I feel that the time for this question hasn't come yet. So let's keep going okay uh uh, uh, so you're talking to your mom no help right uh you get off that you finally call patty not not spooky patty
0: right co-host patty my best friend and i tell patty what happened and she was like oh my god of course and then she of course come and stay with me you have a place here don't worry about it so i went to patty's and i lived there was right before thanksgiving Now my apartment's not ready until December. So essentially I stayed with Patty for, I think it was like two weeks, maybe three weeks tops. Commuted to work back and forth because I don't want anybody at work to know that this has happened. I just want to live my life. I, I didn't seek any kind of therapy. I was now just feeling shattered
2: okay and now i want to ask the question i didn't want to press for details before but just in terms of how did you feel by the time you landed at patties that had been about 12 hours 15 hours since whatever the fuck happened happened right probably about 12. so i'm saying like assessing yourself like how badly were you hurt like did you hit your head like like what the hell happened to you like did you at least piece some of it together in terms of your physical condition once you had landed like where were you black and blue there was
0: black and blue marks on my arms on my uh neck my head i think still hurt a little bit i probably had a concussion but you know didn't go to the hospital or anything like that i just
2: okay so you hit your head probably also in there i'm just wondering
0: he slammed it on the floor five times
2: yeah yeah so very hard you hit your head oxygen deprivation, right. uh, the headache, you know, uh, 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 a sign of being choked to the point where things got oh, very close to very bad is that killer headache afterwards. Right. Um, that's a, 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 a strong sign of a high blood pressure incident, which is part of what goes down when someone chokes you. Um, yeah, 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 I can get it. And, and it makes sense as to why you weren't remembering things either. Um, uh both losing consciousness and hitting your head screw up your ability to transcribe short-term memory to long-term memory it it messes with your ability to do it and then the weirder a circumstance is the less you want to remember your brain has a bad time putting pieces together when things are not you know i have to actually think about this it's not something that i always do and so obviously i get it Uh, i'm just trying to keep my head on board on how broken headed you were when the cops found you and their response to you rather than seeing trauma. Although I guess, you know, I I can at least to one line understand, like seeing the shattered woman driving, pulling her aside. If you went back to the trailer and found a guy dismembered in the bathtub, that would all fit together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that that would make some sense. But as soon as they didn't find a dead body, I then would have been like, all right, victim. Now that yeah. we know we're not dealing with the perpetrator who, <laughs> you know, the victims in the bathtub, as soon as they had not found a dead body in the bathtub, I would have hoped that their demeanor would have switched. It did. But it doesn't? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing is like once you like I can understand a little bit because they're the people who, you know, it's the same logic as 90% of their interactions with the public are in a car on the side of the road and they're afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Like they think you're going to kill them. You know what i mean like that kind of shit. but they take that into every interaction and it's kind of crappy like the whole like you know my boyfriend just hurt me and their immediate thought is let's go check to see if she killed him right right <laughs> like, like that's their first thought like it's kind of crazy like that's where they go immediately because that's the way they've been taught to confront the public but
1: but they I'm could boy. still not be able about it. They, yeah, right. and they and they yeah, and they could have,
2: and they could have, and I could almost forgive it if the moment they didn't find a dead body in the house, they had flipped over and been like, ma'am, sorry. Right. right?" had to be sure you weren't like dangerous before we stepped on to the next step of this. Right. So now we know what's going You know, if that had happened, I'd have had more respect for them in this story. But the fact that, you know what I mean? They approached this as the, is this a threat to me? the beginning and then never got off that page from the beginning like
0: no it was once it was once i wasn't a threat to them i was stupid I was the dumbest person on earth for being in that situation. And I bought this all on myself. So I arrived at Patty's feeling very, very broken in terms of man, did I fuck everything up? I failed at everything. I failed at being a mom. I failed at my marriage. I failed at being in this relationship and seeing the red flags. I'm a complete
2: and total failure. And yeah, like right at your most vulnerable moment, let's all yell at you.
0: Right. Right. But the one good thing, there's a couple of good things. So the first not so good thing is that I still struggle sometimes with turning short term memory into long term memory. But I did become somewhat of an interesting human lie detector. And I always know now when people are telling the truth or lying. So honestly, I think the CIA should hire me.
2: (laughs) Just since then, and not before? Yes,
0: not before. I mean, I think I was always intuitive before, but since then I've become a dead-on human lie detector. And i this is the biggest fight that Eric and I have, and we don't really fight about a lot of stuff. But when I'm right, I tell him all the time, when I tell you something, you have to believe me. I'm never wrong anymore. And he's learned since we've gotten together that when I tell him something, he's got to just plug in and believe it because I'm not, I'm not
2: wrong. Uh, it's it's the top symptom of PTSD. Is being a human lives, It's really hyper alertness. Is I deep. didn't
1: know that.
2: It's it's hyper alertness. You're afraid, so you pay attention. Most people are not paying attention as they go about their lives. They're just kind of rolling. Well, it's, but it's f- very emotionally draining and physically draining to live your life in a constant state of a little bit of fear.
0: Do you, you know, know I mean? that movie, Shaun of the Dead? Have you seen that? Yes, yes. Uh, that's me, though. Like, I, am a, I will walk out into a zombie apocalypse and be like, no, no, I don't have any change for you. Like, mm-hmm. I will do that. But if you're talking to me. Because
2: people jumping out of the bushes isn't the thing you're afraid of. Oh, true. That's your people who are talking to you in your face are what you're afraid of. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. why you're paying attention and you're a little afraid. And yeah. that's why you're hyper alert and why your lie detector is like, you know, like, you know, people are like, are you OK? Why are you putting electrodes on my neck? Oh, I'm just paying attention. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's, it's it's it is, you know, it's it, your hyper alertness can come in different forms. But I'm just saying your danger came from someone inside the circle, not outside. So right. not looking for strangers to jump out of parking lots at you. You're looking for, you know, someone who's right next to you to be dangerous. Right. You're paying attention to everything they say when you're talking. And so, you know, if, if any of us wants to pay that much attention, we'd be better at detecting bullshit. Usually bullshit slides because we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It was a conversation that came up on the front side of this hill from Patty about parenting and about like, you know, you're in danger. All I want to know is that you're safe. And it's not that I'm right or wrong, it's not who made a mistake, it's not whether you should have seen this coming, it's are you safe? No. Can I come get you? Can you get here? Like this is the conversation pattern that one should expect. If you're going to take a raft of crap about it, it'll be at like Thanksgiving.
0: As a result, I did not go home for Thanksgiving. I even lied to my mom and told her that I had to work all of the days around Thanksgiving. And I called out of work. I took vacation day and I spent the time with Patty. And my mom actually didn't brew her mom, didn't believe me. So she called my job to ask for me. Then she called me and said how mad she was. You lied to me. And I said, I did lie to you. I don't want to come home. I don't want to be there right now. Right now I'm in enough pain emotionally that I cannot deal with you. You would, you straight out attacked me when I called you from the police station. I don't want to come home. I can't handle it. I'll be there for Christmas. I'm not coming for Thanksgiving. I'm staying here where I can heal away from you.
2: Did she take that well? I'm I'm guessing no.
0: She, I think she was really mad about it, but I think she finally understood what I was saying, and she had a lot of opinions, and she felt like I should press charges, and ultimately I told her I wasn't going to. I said pressing charges means keeping him in my life and then leaving him an avenue to try to be nice to me and try to rope me back in. Nothing I do is gonna make a difference because according to the police officer, according to his family, this isn't the first time he's done this where he's hurt somebody. What difference am I gonna make? If nobody has stopped him up until this point, I'm not gonna make any kind of difference. So I don't wanna deal with this. This is not my circus. I'm done. And the the last-
2: You know, if she'd been supportive of you when you called from the police station, you know what I mean? If, if they're right. like, what? And then she talked to you, and then you'd been like, you know, this is what happened. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, like, are you safe? Like, are you? You're like, oh, put the police officer back on the phone. My mother then would have ripped the cop's ass off for me. Right. right? You know what I mean? I'd have been like, yo, okay, Gracie, you're safe. Okay, nobody's charging you. Okay, you you're you're not in danger. Okay, can you put the cop back on the phone? And then I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on with my kid? Like with the cop? Because right. you know, right. at that point, that that's what I'm saying. Like, you might have had a completely different. That's the other thing is that you know, not to you know, uh, uh, put too fine a note on it, but like, uh, you're like." this like white trash girl in a white trash car which is why they pulled it over to fucking begin with it was loaded with crap and had a busted tail light they pulled you over you live in that fucking trailer over there with that fucking white trash dude who's fucking trouble that's why they don't want to fucking deal with you if you had a parent a person of substance on the phone being like what the fuck kind of fucking sheriff's office are you running there like you know what i mean my daughters and you know you might have totally gotten a different response. But the fact that basically, even through this interaction, it's like, oh, now she's arguing with a fucking mother on the phone. Like right. you know what I mean? Like they were just like, you know, like, you know, that this whole this is just a whole bunch of like bullshit, like people of no consequence who don't matter. Right. Which is like a horrible way of looking at things yeah, when scary. that's your job. But that really is, you know, the this kind of hammers down to me the whole point of like, you know. They, they, they bothered to stop you and hassle you and, you know, potentially give you a ticket because you look like, you know, borderline person. That's why they pulled you over to begin with. Right. And then once you were stuck to their hand, they got annoyed because they right. were like, you know, all I wanted to do was make you pay the county 50 bucks. Right. right. I didn't want to spend my whole fucking day listening to your sob story so that you could refuse to file a complaint and leave. Right. Right. And so they just shit on you the whole time you were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I will say on the way out, before I got to Patty's, I had that girl's number saved. And I called her.
2: The girlfriend. Mm -hmm. The new girlfriend. Exactly. Okay.
0: And I said, hi, new girlfriend. You called her from the police station? No, I called her from my cell phone. Like
2: once I left the police station and got cell service back before I got to Patty's. I'm sorry. I just like, again, it's funny that like the police station doesn't even have cell service. I get it. It's like back (laughs) in the day, like nowadays, every police station and every post office has a cell tower on it. Right. I wonder yeah. why. maybe so they can use their cell phones. Like, right. you know, like, duh. Like, ah, it makes perfect yeah. sense. But 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 uh, back then, I, I you know, it, it is a blast from the past. Yeah. Early and it was century.
0: one of the last holdover towns in that region that didn't have a cell phone tower. They just didn't want to ruin the Adirondack Park with a cell phone tower that they were going to cover with trees anyway. So whatever. They finally did it, like, long after I left. But on my way to Patty's I picked up the phone and I called new girlfriend and I said hi new girlfriend you don't know me but I'm going to introduce myself I am current now pretty much ex-girlfriend and I just want you to know that for the past year well he's been sleeping with you and flirting with you and telling you he's single he's been living with me and fucking me and I've been his girlfriend so I really just called to wish you good luck because you are going to need it. Then I hung up the phone and I never called her again.
2: she ever get back to you?
0: Yes. So I heard from B and her after I had moved to Tennessee, which was about two and a half, three years after moving to Saranac Lake. So I heard from both of them they were still together. No, they we, they were in the process of breaking up. So now they both want to tell their stories. But B did call me once I moved to Saranac Lake. It was before New Year's. Once I was in my apartment, he called me in the middle of the night one night to tell me that inside of him were two bees. One was a good bee, one was a bad bee. And when I lied to him about being with that lesbian nonsense, that wasn't really a thing. It ruined everything. And he immediately thought I was going to be just like the rest of the girls. And that's why he, it started to go downhill. Wow. You know. But before that, because I called his new girlfriend and tried to fuck shit up. Of course he called me the next day and told me how he would, had been thinking about getting back together with me. And all I was doing was messing it up. Yeah. I mean, I saw right through that, obviously. Uh.
2: Another uh, familiar gaslighting maneuver—the original sin.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, right. let us establish a goalpost very far back in history where you screwed up our relationship, and it's obviously yeah. your fault. Like yeah. it's the original sin, and so anything that happens from this point on is on your tab because you know. And to to, to enter into a relationship and establish one of those on it, you know, it's sort of like the kind of person who walks into a hotel and is like, okay, if the front of my room is on fire, how do I escape? Okay, I'll dive out the bathroom window. Like that's the way he approaches a relationship. Like the moment he gets into it, he's looking for, like, where's the emotional anchor I can hang my hat on where anything that happens from this point on is her fault. Right. And he found one of those, like, that's in your first few weeks. Right. So I'm saying, like, if it was so disturbing to him that it was such a fucking problem that he's going to hang his fucking hat on it, he should have broke up with you there. This story would be really boring. Had right. he be like, I don't know why you keep talking about this guy. You only dated him for, like, two weeks. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this would be a very different story if you had done that. But he didn't break up with you. And so he's dragging this baggage from when you were early dating. Like, that's like, like, how long later is this? From the beginning.
1: We were together know. almost a year,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like nutty, like it's not it's like I knew I shouldn't trust you to you from what you did on our second date. like why yeah, did we have a third date. It's very like, funny. you don't know, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you knew you couldn't trust me on date two, why was there a date three? It's like very, it makes him crazy in this it's, scenario is
1: yeah, it's, it's very fucking stupid. stupid. I think part of it is he somehow thought. You know he was getting some kind of I don't even know how to word it like revenge No, no, I think he stayed with you because maybe he thought that I uh, you know you were you had you were well off when he met you mm-hmm. you know maybe he thought e- economically you were gonna up his oh yeah why
2: they stayed together made perfect sense to me like vanessa has value as a person and therefore dating her has some value as a human being interaction
1: i'm saying to her you know after she's gone and all that crap went down and he almost killed her being like you know i was thinking of getting back together with you but you're you know because you keep talking to my current girlfriend you're You know, it's your fault that I'm not getting back together with you. And it was stupid.
0: It was a stupid ploy, too, because at this point, my heart hurts. I don't know what has gone so catastrophically wrong. I can't make sense of it like I can now 11 years later. But I am afraid my adrenaline is high. There's no part of me that wants to step one toe back in your presence, because then I feel like for real, you're going to kill me.
2: He was being threatening, like the get back together there, like you're afraid of him. The moment he said, get back together, you, your heart went, (laughs) and that was the intention in my, from where I'm standing, you know, being the only gorilla in this room, (laughs) like I can definitely understand the whole like posturing bullshit that that is. I
0: almost feel like he really was just lording it over me. like. You know what? If you hadn't talked to my family, and if you hadn't talked to my girlfriend, and if you hadn't a done this and you hadn't a done that, then I would have gotten back together with you right, because I still really sees, love you.
1: Because he sees himself as a prize too. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah and exactly. also, and also, like, to him, you did like, fuck it up. You right, know, he, right. you know, yeah, yeah, and she did fuck it up. Like it wasn't. He, he was blameless in this entire circumstance. The fact that things didn't right. work was your fault.
0: Right. And it's true that in his mind, he was blameless because he immediately went to his family's house and showed them, because he had chewed the inside of his cheeks. He showed them and told them, I hit him and I was inciting violence and that's why he put me down. And later when we had a conversation about this whole thing, because for the next few days, we were still talking and sniping at each other he said to me, "Well you you were getting violent with me and you were looking like." I said to him, "You know what motherfucker? I'm 5 foot fucking 2. I can't hurt you. You're 6 foot 5. Like you are a giant. I can't hurt you." No. I'm-
2: I yeah, yeah, like you you know, unless you stabbed him or frying pan them I'm saying like, it's not like you and him are, you're going to, you're not Bruce Lee. You're not going to win any fisticuffs with this giant. Right. I'm just saying, if it's not like, you know, if the police, that's what, it, as he said, what did the cops say to you? If we find this dude in a chair with a shank in his neck, right. like, that's literally how they're like, that's how like, you know, uh, 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 the little people kill big people. Right. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, I'm going to beat you up. It's like, oh, you're watching sports. You want me to get you a beer? Oh, here. How about this knife in the side of your neck? Yeah, but I told him I never,
0: <laughs> I never, I said I never hit you. You sucked on the inside of your cheeks. That's why your cheeks are all torn up. And fuck you for telling your family that I hate you because it's not like I could even make a dent. Uh, him, not, not, I
1: not,
2: not I even believe him. Let's, let's, let's elevate him even. Let let us take this to the point of him being in no way, shape, or form not telling the truth about that. There is an entire possibility that in the process of moving oxygen and your fucking limbs were flailing around like fucking crazy, that you slapped the shit out of his face a number of times. But still, on a scale of, you know, from one to fuck you, I would say still fuck you. On like, you know, so what, you know, while you were choking me to death, I flailed around and my hand, elbow, fist, or whatever caught you in the side of the face and split your cheek. Like that's your fucking least tithe on something where you basically attempted to murder me, right? And right. Then, and and to me, like the fact that you woke up with a slap, I'm wondering seriously, he's he's not exactly a fucking genius on this front either. Whether he didn't go like, oh fuck, she's dead. Oh definitely. Pick you up off the floor toss you on the couch and then Definitely. be like, "How do you even know if someone's dead or not?" Definitely. and then been yeah. something Lapped on the lines of,
1: that would wake you up," yeah.
2: or, or even, "Fuck you, bitch, for dying on me." Psh, right? How much trouble you just got me into? And then that woke her up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I could see either scenario. Like you know, it's not exactly like he gives a crap about her. What he's scared of is, now I got a dead body to deal with you know what i mean like that that's the panic for him it's not like oh god i killed her it's oh shit i've got you know i'm you know in trouble now because it's all about him it's always about him this is never about you
0: And I don't know if I was crawling across the floor first or on the couch first, but even if I was crawling across the floor first, he probably at some point either helped me onto the couch or I may have passed out again after taking the Advil and he put me on the couch. It's all like, I don't know what order any of this happened in. I just can remember snippets. And those are the snippets I remember.
2: Uh, Also like in the, in the context of fucked up first aid, uh when you've let us say for instance you and he had been drinking and you stepped on a beer bottle in the kitchen slipped clipped the side of your head on the corner of the counter and went down and were unconscious for a few seconds you want to be kept awake right like don't go to sleep with a concussion thing but he doesn't want to talk about why you're hurt but he's like, you know, and he's being a total, you know, my first aid McSlappy Slappy, like, welcome to like Airplane the movie. Like, you know, this is the adequate solution to this medical problem. But I'm seeing it there in like what he did. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm saying like, you know, you don't know what you did there, but even accepting everything he claimed at face value, he, he's still so fucking crazily in the wrong. Oh, like, you are like you're a giant ogre and you were murdering me and I tried yeah. to save my own life. Yeah. I'm sorry right. I scratched you.
0: And again, right. I'm going to go back to the pit of vipers because how quickly they closed ranks around me was how quickly they closed ranks around him.
2: Yeah, but then again, there's that insanity from just they, before with the like the confusion of the two patties. Like I'm there was, a, and also, of course, the obvious like it's not like this guy grew up in a, an alley behind a house. Like these people created him.
1: They you know chose. I mean? They chose to believe him, but not for one second do I think they actually believed his story. The easy thing for them was to believe his story. But there's no freaking way. I'm sorry. They questioned
0: me about it like they believed that they legit believed his story, not like they quote unquote believed it. So I, I promise you that as quickly as they closed ranks around me, they closed ranks around him. Here's what they did for me. They allowed me when there was a snowstorm to come and spend the night at their house and give me shelter and say that there was no way that B they were never telling B I was there. I don't know if later they told him, but they weren't gonna pre-tell him I was there. Like and they that
2: if ambush you there.
0: Right. And then he yeah. showed up that they were gonna make sure he didn't come in. And BB slept on one of the other couches across from me all night just to make sure that I was safe. Um, so, so that was one thing they did, but I'll tell you, they very quickly closed ranks and shut me out because when I asked BB for help, I'm a lone person. There's a bunch of stuff in this house that I would like to take with me. There's a TV I bought. There's a bed, a mattress. Cause I had gotten rid of the three quarter bed that was in the other room. There's stuff in here that I would like to take with me. And BB said to me, I have my own family to worry about. Whatever you can take is what you can take. I wound up having to sign the title of the truck over to him because there was no way I didn't know anybody in Saranac Lake who could drive me. And I never thought to ask Patty and it was like a headache I didn't want. So I signed the title of the truck over to BB and I let them have the TV and I left the mattress at the trailer. There was a bunch none of like my personal stuff did I leave? But there was definitely stuff that I left that I'm like, well, I don't have a way to get this out of here. And I didn't want to make multiple trips because I, it was too horrible and too scary to be there. That's why I left right away because even though B told me you can stay here, I'm not coming back. Not for one second. Did I trust him because all it would take is for him. He just put me down. On the ground all it would take for him is to get a wild hair up his ass get drunk and decide him and a bunch of his friends we're gonna ride up
2: and do whatever the fuck to me that they wanted that was the thing i said about the place you chose to move to it's that's like, right you know it's like that's the thing is like hey. you know you were attacked in that house there was a shitload of noise i'm sure you were screaming at each other for the whole wind-up you know what I mean? Enough so that somebody would have called the cops in suburbia. Right. Like, and you know, and especially if you live in a big dorm style building full of nurses that like, you know, think serial killer the moment they hear someone screaming in the building.
0: And I mapped all the ways around town so that I knew multiple ways to get to my apartment. So if I thought someone was following me or if I saw the truck, and realized that B was there. I knew multiple ways around town to get to my final destination so that I could be safe. I knew where the police station was. I knew I could lose them in this town. And that was what mattered to me was, can I lose you so you can't find
2: me? I have one other thing to call back on and I'm sorry to break your rhythm occasionally here, but back to your last interaction with the parents at the house with, with, with BB. Uh, this has happened before he has brought girlfriends to the middle of nowhere, done things and then blown shit up and then abandoned them. And he's done this multiple times. Um, what they are doing, they live a a fairly economically marginal existence. They are picking the bones of your relationship and profiting off of it. And it re that interaction to some degree repaints a lot of things going backwards because it almost gets to the point where it almost feels to me where it's like, Hey, we're getting to the stage of the relationship where dumbass is going to blow it up. So now let's be friends with the girl so that oh when she God. leaves town, she signs all her shit over to us.
0: I'm so stupid. And we
2: profit off of this cycle one more time.
0: Right. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. I, I'm not trying I to never... make you feel
2: stupid. I'm just oh, saying, like, yeah. like they've done this before. they yeah, you know, I, and maybe the first time it was an accident. It was like the girl was like "fuck you" and left, and then they were like, "Hey, that's a nice TV," right? And then like, "Oh, that's this is a better bed than our bed," like you know. And then after the <laughs> second or third <laughs> we, time, it's we, not an accident anymore. We
1: have our we have our own family to deal with so we can't help you move your stuff but we can move it to our place
2: yes yeah i got no problem exerting my muscles to put it back in my house
1: You're right yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. i'm just saying oh oh and you know he's a <laughs> oh, dick. <laughs> over to me
0: They're and mean, they probably gave it right back to him to be but, honest they yeah, probably gave and, it right and, back to him and, and, or they sold they were so mad at him for getting them involved that they sold it for scratch or, or
2: regardless <laughs> of how it went down like you know i feel like a lot of your response to getting out of there was like my life isn't worth any of this shit and you were right to make that decision like digging in and fighting with him over the scraps of your existence probably would have provoked more violence and quite frankly as i said you know i i like having a vanessa in my life so i'm glad you didn't choose to like try for round two with the gorilla Like nice. you know like the the fact that you were like okay once is enough i've got it couch I'm coming. And I, I know. It's horrible to say it, because the fact that life works that way is so fucked up that you have to up and leave your life to save your life. But at least you still made the right choice, regardless of the fact of the. In the real world, you shouldn't have to be forced to make that choice. And because
0: Patty faced her own trauma and had to live every day, she helped me immensely because after the first night of like laying in my bed and texting and crying and doing the whole family thing, Patty, came like she kicked that bedroom door in and she was like, no, no, we're not doing this. I'm not having it. You're done talking to all of them. Get up out of bed. And I did. And every day I got up out of bed and we had breakfast with Natalia and we danced and we sang and we, and she helped put major pieces of my life back together again.
2: And, 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 you know, it's kind of, your lack of memories, the fact it's all fuzzy, you probably did have a concussion. Like by the time you got there, like you just needed to land. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, As much as we mocked this as a horrible mockery of itself in the beginning, the way that, like, the whole pushing you from hotel to hotel to hotel to hotel so you couldn't sleep, that whole thing, in the beginning, we were talking about the way boot camp, like, they break you down so they can rebuild you in a new shape kind of thing, I really feel like you arrived broken at Patty's End, which meant it was possible for you to heal and that's what really hadn't happened up to this point is you refused right. to break and so because you weren't gonna break you kind of kept down this track you know what i mean like yeah when you were saying that you were like you know i don't know what kind of pride drove me to keep poking it until i got hurt i right. should have right. left earlier you know what right. I, mean? I was gonna lose the truck i was gonna lose the tv anyway it was never worth it But you had to do it. And everyone who's a human being understands that feeling like where you're you're doing something that's not good for you, but you keep doing it anyway.
0: Yeah. Smart V. uh,
2: Even if
0: even if Smart V had made it all the way to this point, Smart V would not have driven around town with Spooky Patty. Smart V would have just called the cops and said, my boyfriend stole my truck. I've got the title here. We need to find this truck. And even if we never found it, could have.
2: you could have done it. it. You could have done it even way more low key than that. Just remember the dumb fuckery of the, you know, what you had to actually deal with when you went to got dragged to the police station. If you had just rolled into that police station and said, "I bought my boyfriend a truck. I have the title. He's driving around in it. He won't give it back." You know what I mean? Right. They would have been like, "Just hold on." They'd have go and grabbed him, brought him back. Would like, "Is this her title?" "Yes, it is." "Thank you. Now please, you know." get out of the parking lot ma'am here's your truck i'm assuming oh, you don't want to press charges no i don't yeah they would have handled it that way right most likely if you had just gone there you know they would have been done the whole like you've got the paperwork it's yours and you could have just um, left that might have provoked something but you would have been in the police station so might not have been you know as terrible like at least if yeah. he's going to get crazy that's a good spot for him to go crazy right but, but you didn't choose that path and, and no, I'm I, not I, blaming you at all, at all for any of this. Hindsight is 2020, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: not blaming you in hindsight for any of this. I'm not putting any of this on you because we all understand being there in that moment where you have to say that one more thing. And but- that's the whole point of all
0: of this, in my opinion. Right. Let's. Have the people who are getting into situations like this see all the red flags and maybe stop before it starts. Or if they're in this situation to help them understand, I've been there. You're not alone, but you have to get help. You have to get an ally and you have to get out of the situation. Right. And then it's also a message to parents, to brothers, sisters, family members that it's not this is not the good time for you to whip out the how-to book. This is a good time for you to try to be as compassionate as possible, even if it's a lot of drama, to be as compassionate as possible so that whoever is in this situation when they're ready to leave sees that there's a safe passage out. Thank you for joining us at Bittersweet Toxicity. The show was brought to you by North Circus Productions, LLC. Artwork was done by Vin Lisa. Music was mixed by me, Vanessa. Sound effects were borrowed from Zapsplat. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Bittersweet Toxicity Podcast. And if you would like to support the hosts, you can find us at Bittersweet Pod on buymeacoffee.com.